Hey guys, what's going on? This is Soulless Wonders with Mara Marcos. Today I've talked about ultra marathons and why I think they're cool and why I think maybe you should start. and Or just start with running in general. But yeah, man, welcome to Soulless Wonders. This is a podcast on every platform. You know, Spotify, Apple, and Google, and, you, and YouTube, and Instagram, and everywhere really. So yeah, man, I hope you enjoy this episode. This is the first episode. And I'm working on more, I have more, but, you know, I have to get used to this recording style and stuff like that, because it's different than music. So, yeah, man. Welcome to Soulless Wonders, episode one. So, today's topic is ultramarathon running. I chose this topic because I ran a lot in my junior year of high school, and I've ran a mile every day for a year and I have actually ran 26 miles as well and 18 and 12 but this sport is a little different and this sport is a little more intense and it's a little more you know it's different it's very very different so I would like to look up who oh no the definition of an ultra marathon is a marathon that is longer than the traditional marathon, which is, uh, I think, I'm trying to get the kilometers. I know it's 26 miles, but I think it's 40 kilometers. And yeah, I'm not going to fact check that. But yeah, so 40 kilometers and 26 miles, right? That is a regular. So an ultra marathon is anything above that so if you go 35 50 60 70 80 if you add anything to the traditional marathon length then you start to get in the ultra marathon region so yeah now you know so now you know what is an ultra marathon and was it what isn't cool so, first we have to look at who actually started the ultramarathon craze. And I think this ultramarathon craze goes back to Athens, Greece, with a guy that his... I can't really read the name, but the initials on this, um, on his name. Well, not initials, but letters of his name go by P-H-E-I-D-I-P-P-I... D-E-S. Those are the initials of his name. Uh, I'll try it. I'll try it for you. Philippines. Uh, it sounds like Philippines, but it's not. And he basically ran 150 miles one way. And then he ran it back. So he just ran 150 miles and said, wow, I like this. This is very interesting to me. And then he just turned and ran back. So I thought that was insane. Insanity. But needless to say, that was really cool. Just really cool. So that got me pretty much thinking of ultra marathons. And I thought it's not really a talked about. I mean... For people who run them, it's talked about, but for the people who don't, 
it's not very much talked about. So let's look at some of the top races. One in Colorado, Silver, Silverton, Colorado, uh, the Hard Rock 100 mile endurance race in the United States, Colorado, right? Uh, the distance is 100.5 miles. And for people with kilometers, 161.7 kilometers. That's insane. That is very, very long. And congrats to the people who finished these races. Next, we have uh, Waterville, Pennsylvania, the eastern states, sorry, the eastern states, 100 miler. Yeah, this one, uh, the finishing rate of this uh, one in Pennsylvania is 49%. So, 51% don't even finish the race. That is, that is something that must tell you it is a hard race. It says right here that the race includes 20,000 feet of elevation. That is wild. 20,000 feet of elevation. So these two were from the United States. But now let's head over to uh, a really long race in France. This is Chamnix, Chamnix, France. I don't know how to say it, but it's Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc, France. 106 mile loop. Wow. Just wow. Okay. So 106 mile loops. And then we have Dragon Back Race. This one is in Wales. I think that's like Upper England. No. Upper UK. Uh, yeah. This one is insane. Runners can look forward to a total of more than 200 miles. 200 miles. In Wales. It is, that one is pretty extraordinary because I looked at the, um, the website page and it was like 44 countries compete in it. It's 200 miles. It's more than 200 miles and you're, and you're like climbing on a rock. You are climbing. You're honestly just climbing mountains at that point. So that one is insane. And then we have one in Italy, Tordes, Tordegantes. I don't know. I can't speak Italian. You know, I can't speak Italian. I can't. Whatever. It's it's good. Um, this one, this one is pretty cool. This one, runners face. So the runners are uh, have to run five hundred. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm sorry, not five hundred. Two hundred and five miles. In extremely hard weather and the elevation is, or uh, not is, but the elevation is crazy. It's as if you were to climb Everest two and a half times. So that's crazy. And one that's not on here is the Death Valley race in Nevada. Uh, the Badwater race, I think. That one... I just want to shout out that race because it's 135 miles and it's insanely hard with temperatures up to, you know, I think 130 to 120, something like that. And you, uh, I mean, you're running on pavement, desert roads, and it's hot. And that's 135 miles. So, wow. Just wow. That is insane. Just ludicrous. I mean, at that point, it's pretty ludicrous. 
But yeah, so cool. And then now all of this, I wait. Hold on. What am I talking about? After reading all this, I was questioning why people do it, and many people say marathoners, runners. Many people say marathon runners do this because they want to break down the mental barriers and see what their bodies are capable of. And I totally agree with that. Because when I ran 20 miles, it was extremely hard. That 20 mile break, it's like a wall. You get to 20 miles and then your legs really don't want to move anymore. But you tell yourself you can do it. You tell yourself all the training that you've done. And you remind yourself that you are the person. You are the man. You are the woman. You are the person who will get that extra six miles to complete the marathon and compl- uh, and do it. So really, you are that person. And you started it, so you have to finish. Okay? That's what the feeling is. And for some of you who haven't ran 26 miles, which I think you will after listening to this. Or I think you will because a lot of people just do it for fun. I don't know. A lot of people just do it for fun, but they do it. So, you know what I'm saying? And you'll realize your legs will feel like milk. It's like they will feel like milk. And then they will will feel like, like stiff. But feel like milk because there's no actual muscle endurance in there. You really like your legs will be like, bro, sit down. You're done. You're done. Sit your ass down. Okay? Stop, drop, and sit down. It's that serious. So, yeah, I mean, that's my kind of experience with running, but I've never done more than 26. That's insane. I mean, I've done 18 one day, and then the next day I did 12, and then the next month later on one day I did 26, and then after that day I did 10. So, in a 24 hours, and I did 36 miles, but nothing as, like, doing it, you know, all at once, you know, because I got a good night's sleep, I had dinner, had breakfast, I had all of that, you know, so. Enough talk about me, though. Some of these people who do it are insane. Are insane. So, Gillen... Okay, I can't say this name right. So, I'm going to look it up right here, okay? I'm going to look it up right here. Gillen... uh, Man, I'm going to butcher it because it's... Okay, it's uh, Gillen. Uh, You spell it K-I-L-I-A-N. And then G-O-R-N-E-T. E-T. He is 130. He is 135 pounds, 5'8", and 34 years old and from Spain. And he's done some crazy races. He's uh, he's set some records. And I just thought his, you know, race profile was real dope. Real, real dope. And then we got Jim Walsley. Jim Walsley, 6'0". 145, H32, Phoenix, Arizona. So, I'm just giving you, like, type of builds that, like, your structure of body. I mean, these are long races that require you to be on your feet for a long time. So, yeah. 
And then this this woman, Courtney Dallwater, she is insane, guys. Courtney Dallwater, insane. I'm going to have to say it. The first time I saw this, I was stunned. Because you see this, in 2022, this year, it's 2022 right now, she has won first place in the Silverton, Colorado race. And she did 100 miles in 26 hours. That's insane, dude. That is so wild. And then in the same year, 2022, she did um, Twin Lakes, Colorado for and got first place and did 160 miles in 40 hours. And I think it says in the notes section... This was the fastest known time for that race. Crazy. And since... Jesus. Sorry, I just burped. Um, and, uh, geez, oh my God. And since 2014, she's got first place in every race except two that they don't know. So, I mean, oh my goodness. First place? 100 miler. It's like... First place, 100 mile, 100 mile, 100K, 240 miles. Look at this. 240 miles in 57 hours. Wow. Some people don't even drive. Some people can't drive 240 miles straight. And she's running that. I mean, this just puts into perspective how, 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 how in shape this woman is, man. Courtney Dahlwalter. You can look her up. Age 37, doing amazing things. Love it. Great. From the U.S. Went to the University of Mississippi, man. Just awesome, man. Just, just great. Man, okay. So now that we've seen people in the races that they've been doing it, my question is, what's the barrier of entry? What's the barrier of entry for this sport? And I've come to the conclusion that the barrier of entry for ultramarathon running, in the ultra department, it gets expensive. But in the running department, when you are just starting out, it is probably one of the cheapest sports. You get a good pair of shoes, and you get a shirt. And sometimes you don't even need a shirt. You get some shorts. And a lot of people have shorts. Or you run in your underwear. Or you run in the shorts you already have. And then you run. And I think that is why it's so popular. First, the access. You can walk outside and start running. And second, it's the price. You get a pair of shoes... I think one of my first running shoes was 60 bucks, and I just started running. And I got a shoe that was on sale for, uh, no, I think 60 bucks for the sale one. And then I got other shoes for on sale, and they were normally 200 and I got them for 90 So, and the shoe is, you know, the shoe is your base. That's where you start, and I think why this sport is so popular is because you start somewhere, and and if you want to get into the extremes of like all these like protein gels and like crazy running shorts that are like tight to your pants and stuff like that, then you can do that. 
Or you can just continue just running and building up your resume and then you can buy all this expensive stuff and then you can buy all the expensive watches and then you can afford to have a team to help you run these insane races. But the barrier of entry, the barrier, Jesus, the barrier of entry is low. And I think that is the special part. It's the special part. And that is why I enjoy watching these athletes because I know that anyone can do this, right? Anyone can start running. But you have to love it if you want to go past 26 miles. You have to love it if you want to go 50 miles. You have to truly disconnect your mind and body if you want to go 60, 100, 200, 350. You, 350 kilometers, or no, miles. All my conversions are in miles. Yeah, me, the American, right? So all my conversions are in miles. So I would like to say this. If you are starting out in the running community, just get a nice pair of shoes. Nice as in they support your feet. They don't have to be the most flashy like Nikes and stuff like that. Just nice as in shoes that support your feet. And if you have those, then most importantly, stretch. Stretch a lot. And then, you know what you can do? You can walk outside and run half a mile. And then after that half a mile, the next day, you can run half a mile again. And then the next day, if you feel more comfortable, you can run a mile. And then you can keep adding to it. But at some point, you will have to go past what your body is used to and comfortable with to test the borders and limits and really try to see how far you can take it. And that's it. That is ultra marathon running. This is just a brief, 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 brief overview because you can get into the weeds i can start talking about the different types of races and how to train for it but i just wanted to shed light on the sport really because it's interesting it's interesting how these people do this sport and they get no money even sponsored athletes do not get paid enough you know like the one percent of sponsored athletes get paid enough just to pay the bills and the other people don't so it's really about the love of running. You have to love it. And if you love it, then you're good. And that's really what it is. You want to be happy in life, just do something you love. So these people love it. And you could love it too. You just have to start. And it takes one step and one thing to do it. Okay? That's it. Cool, cool, cool. See you later.